Hello and welcome, Joshua. Hello and welcome, Tim. Hello and welcome, Bug Catchers, to Experience Share. It's a Pokemon podcast. It always has been. It always will be. <laughs> My name is Snagumhead Tanzap. Snagumhead Gonzap. A.K.A. Tanner Greenring, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, pre-gym leader, Joshty. Justy. We play through every single Pokemon game, week by week, gym by gym, except for now. We're not doing week by week, gym by gym. We're doing an interstitial season, and it's the last episode of the interstitial season. Thank God. We're almost out, bug catchers. Praise Arceus. Praise be. This is the final episode of um, season, season 3 GCB. Yeah, 3GCB. <laughs> Where we discussed the game Pokemon Gale of Darkness XD. It's come to my attention that it actually, I think, is Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness, but like. I don't care. I don't I care. I can't. With that structure, it doesn't care. make any goddamn sense. Nothing makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, so we played through this dang game. We finally beat it, and we're finally on to the next game. But first, I guess we should talk about it, huh? Yeah. Fun! Oh, very fun. Fun game. Both of these games I enjoyed immensely, and I get get it that they're not very like popular or well-known games, so I understand your frustration. Bug Catchers. Plus, who, the barrier of entry these days is pretty high to play it. Who all completely stopped listening to our podcast for the last <laughs> six weeks. Yeah. But we'll be back. We'll be back with, with uh, Platinum next week. We're going to be going hog wild next season. Yeah. We beat this game, and it was quite a journey this last week. This was my favorite leg, despite that it was also, I think, 12 additional hours. Yeah. If not more. It might be 13. This entire leg, like, (laughs) this game is pretty long and, like, took a lot of hours. I didn't quite track what the number of hours I finally dumped into it was, but... I think I hit 28. This last leg, ooh, boy, (laughs) was it long. I texted you earlier in the week, and I was like... I surprised myself with how long this leg was and how ill-prepared I was for it. Yeah. The other night, I thought I had, like, maybe an hour of Pokemon left, and then it was, like, six hours. <laughs> like, you were just, you were like, oh, I just have the Cypher Key Lair. Yeah, I was like, that's it. And then I'm done, right? Surely that's <laughs> the final, like, those are the bosses of the game, right? So, like, surely that's the final level, but... But you there should know from Colosseum. Dungeon after that. You always have to fight every single boss that you've already fought again. Well, I thought that was going to happen in Keylair, you know? <laughs> yeah. But it was. There's a whole. You have to get through Keylair, which is long and difficult, and then go to the fucking Hell Island. Citadark. Whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah. Citadark. The most obvious evil lair there's ever been. I know. But that's getting ahead of us. But ourselves. that's not where we started, Joshua. We started at the SS. Libra. Yeah. I didn't do it last week, but I did do it this week. Thoughts? I thought it was fine. Like, it's it cool. It's a cool set piece. Cool. It's like nothing happens in there. You push around some boxes and that's it. Yeah, it just looks cool. They're saving all the bad guys for the next two parts. Or the next three parts. Snag them. Key Lair. Key Lair and Sit a Dark. Hell Island. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was fine. The Bonsley. Yeah. Let's talk about this Bonsley for a second. You try to catch it and it runs away because you're pda beeps you get an email from some reporter who wants to interview you yeah and it's it scatters to the winds and you learn that it just shows up at random poke spots so 
I didn't have any food at them anymore because, like I mentioned, I I just don't give a damn at this point. Right. I still wanted to do it because I couldn't remember what you get out of capturing it. And so I did put food at all of the poke spots again. And I ran into an issue. I don't know if this ever happened to you. Before I could find the Bonsley, I went to the cave poke spot because my radar went off. And... What I found was not a Bonsley. Mm. What I found was... Um, what's his name? Munchkin? Munchlax. Munchlax. It did happen to me. And I, you know what I thought when it happened? I was like, holy shit, this is rad. I'm going to catch a Munchlax. Yeah. So excited about catching a Munchlax. Keep in mind, at this point, you do not have a snag machine. But you don't but need it's one a pure for wild Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm just I'm setting the scene. Joshua. Okay. Oh, yeah. We talked about this last week. Team Snagum encounters you at the end of the SS Libra mission and mm-hmm. steals your Snagum machine. Yeah. But before you have a chance to catch Monchlax, it turns out that it's like part of some elaborate cutscene. <laughs> some old woman who owns it. I think she's the daycare lady. Yeah. She shows up and scolds the Munchlax for eating our food. And then she gives you 10 pieces of Poke snacks. Which is great. Right. The other thing that was great and surprising to me, and I know this is pretty fucking early, but uh, Munchlax is Joshi's sweetie. Wow. Right out of the gate. Munchlax is cute and Snorlax is cute. Snorlax is a sweetie. I've previously actually not totally loved Munchlax, but the 3D sprite works. Yeah, it's great. Works in this game. I would have loved to have had a Munchlax slash Snorlax, but that was not made available to me. I've never run a Snorlax. A situation like this is when I would have done it. They're just like hit point hogs, right? Yeah. They just like suck up hits. They can get like belly drum now, which my Hariyama did get, and I got some use out of that as well, but he's not quite as... He doesn't have quite as many hit points as Snorlax, but Belly Drum halves their hit points, but it maxes out their attack. You know what's interesting about Munchlax? What? Gen 4 Pokemon. That is interesting, isn't it? In this Gen 3 game. It's a pre it's like when Togepi showed up in uh in the uh anime before Gen 2 came out. Well, Bonsly is Gen 4 as well actually. Oh, is Bonsly? Wait, is Gen 4 just all baby Pokemon? They added a bunch of them. It's surprisingly not my You Make Me Barf Pokemon of the Week, but I noticed we did fight uh, uh, Smoochums this week. There was an Elekid, too. Although Elekid was already in it. Smoochum and Elekid were already in it, but I don't like the babies at all. Yeah. My problem is that they get introduced after the fact, like Pichu and shit, and it's like, what, how would these scientists not have already found the babies? You know? I, I guess the argument's like, well, they keep them hidden away from human eyes. Well, but it's like, like thousands of years. Right. And then it's babies suddenly? That just doesn't hold up in court, you know? No, Keep them away not. from human eyes. No, these babies always existed. I guess the thing they decided to do with science was like, oh, this is an entire different thing. Maybe they previously classified them all as the same. and then Well, it's like, so tricky. Does that mean that Pikachu is like a baby of Raichu? Well, it's an adolescent. It gets so tricky. Technically. Are they evolutions or are they like ages you know are they stages in development so tricky because uh, smoochums looks a lot like jinx you know right but pikachu doesn't look like raichu 
Yeah. He goes through a lot of changes between Pikachu and Raichu, but he does not go through a lot of changes between Pichu and Pikachu. And what Raichu's like the 30-something-year-old starting to get a little rough around the edges. Yeah. I just think it's an entirely different thing. I don't think that they ever really explain it. Maybe they shouldn't have called them evolutions. Well, and what's even more confusing is they call the babies pre-evolutions. They should just call them babies. Right. A baby Pikachu is called a Pichu, and this is what it looks like. You know, they. I don't think they really give a cohesive explanation for why the babies just show up, basically. And that's why I don't like them. Like, obviously, a lot of them are cute, but like... I don't like them because, like... What do they do for me? It's the wrong instinct from like a, a game design point of view because like the exciting thing about Pokemon is seeing them all and uncovering their evolutions and learning about this like journey that your Pokemon is going on. And then to right. go back and be like, oh, here's what it looked like before it was Pikachu. It's like, I don't care. Right. And Pichu in particular is the one that I hate because I grew up with Pikachu. I mean, we all did. It's a bad. It's like a, such a bad instinct. And it's like, well, why do I have to care about this one now? Yeah, like, don't, don't I only care about Pichu. Pikachu, fucking obviously. And I saw a tweet this week, actually. And I, I forget the account. I'll I'll add it if I can find it again. But it was a screenshot from the anime, and they used to just put tiny versions of Pikachu as babies. to represent the like young Pikachu's right before they introduced the Pichu. So it's obviously a retcon. And if that's canon, that means that. Pichu and Pikachu truly are different evolutionary lines. Yeah, but they still end up in the same place. That means that there's adult Pichus out there somewhere. Upsetting to think about. Right. That means there's Pichus out there somewhere fucking. Okay. Right? I guess. <laughs> and that's fucked up. To they think like about. mature really quickly so they can just start banging. Right. Really early on. Okay. That's fucked up to think about. It's not about. going into a good place. Yeah. Uh, eventually, Bonsley did show up and... I sneaked up on him and brought him to the old man, and uh, you just get a fucking Bonsley card out of it, which is for that battle bingo, which I refuse to try to understand. Yeah. You know what I didn't do? That. Any probably. of that. Any of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you uh, invested your time wisely. I, I once, Because it's not worth it. Once I went to the Pokespots and encountered a cutscene... I was just like, oh, okay, I guess I'm done with those, you know? Yeah, the Munchlax one. And I had already caught all the interesting Pokemon. I had already caught an Aaron and a, and a uh, Fanfy. That's it, Fanfy, yeah. So I, I didn't have any need to go back to Pokespots. Well, and you shouldn't. So I was just like, well, it doesn't seem like this Bonsley quest is actually required, so I'm not going to do it. Hey, old man, you go get your... Like, now the Bonsley is no longer in enemy territory. Yeah. You know, I went behind enemy lines like... Uh, um, Private. Owen Wilson. Ryan, okay. In the movie Behind Enemy Lines. <laughs> okay. Did you see that one? Uh, no, I haven't seen that one. I was going the Saving Private Ryan route. Good film. He Or um, 1917. Bring that one back. It's sort of like a, he, he's a pilot and he gets shot down over like some nondescript made up Eastern European country okay. in like the late 90s. And he has to like, like fight his way Kosovo. out. Trying to say it's like Kosovo's it's made it's up. i don't is it not are you looking at the wikipedia no <laughs> i think they make a country up i think they don't want to like actually say the name of a country but i might be wrong let's look bosnia yeah bosnia it's a real country and it's called bosnia yeah some made up country the whole war is about <laughs> it not being made up <laughs> i could have sworn it was like video game logic where it was like let's just make up a country but no it's actually bosnia fascinating that it's owen wilson 
Yeah, I think he back in 2001, he was maybe thinking about a foray into action films. It's like good. Gene Hackman, I will, I'll watch this. Yeah, I give it a watch. You'll like it. All right. Critical response. Let's see if everyone agrees with me. 37 on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, wow. So, you know what I watched on Wednesday because we needed to take our mind off things, have a couple of gummies and uh watch something dumb? Yeah. Death to Smoochie. Sure. Seen that? Hell yeah. And that's a movie that was not received well. 42%. Great. Although it's like it's like I've never cult. seen it. It's like a cult film. Like people love it. Yeah. Unlike Behind Enemy Lines, which is Nobody apparently a very bad film that no one likes. All right. Well, maybe I'm not going to do it. 2017, they ordered a pilot. Fox did to make it into a TV show. And it's got three sequels. What the fuck? <gasps> Ooh, one of them is co-produced by the WWE. Direct to video sequels, we should highlight. <laughs> and Owen Wilson and Gene Hackman are not in any of the other ones. <laughs> Hell of a film. Go check it out. Anyway, what were we talking about? Munchlax. <laughs> Bonsley. Uh, oh, yeah. So I rescued Bonsley from SS Libra. So it's like he's out of harm's way. Now he's just wandering. Like old man, he's little girl. He's in the wilderness. He's going to get killed. You go catch it. <laughs> I'm not going to catch this thing for you. You go catch it. It's at the polka spot. Here's some cheese. Deal with it yourselves. What the hell else are you doing? Gardening? Yeah, I'm trying to fucking save the planet. Team Cypher is taking over. The good you way noticed. for you to bond with your granddaughter. Yeah, bond, bonds, Bondsley. Bondsley. <laughs> good. So then we're out and about, and it turns out that the email we got that scared away the Bondsley on our PDA was from a reporter who wants to interview us, and she's back in Gadion Port. Yeah. So we head back that direction. We chat with her. It's like a dialogue tree kind of thing where it's like the the way you answer gets you a different item. And I don't exactly know how the tree works because I was just hammering A and I said yes to everything. <laughs> yeah. So I got an amulet coin. That's the best one. I ended up with a fucking white herb. What does white herb do? It's a held item and it just restores all of the Pokemon stats if they get like lowered. Okay. Which is like fine. Well, amulet coins, obviously the best one because money is hard to come by in this game. Yeah. Money is. Difficult. And you need to buy like 30 hyper potions to go into fucking Citadark. Right. Which bankrupted me. Yeah, it was good. I'm glad I had it. <laughs> it. It helped with exactly that situation. Good interview. Um, Good interview. I don't quite remember how we end up at Cypher Lay Key Layer, but like that's the next stop. It like ends up on our mini map. I don't remember who tells us about it. It's somebody from ONBS. They're like, hey, we we think this is where they are. Right. So you, you go out there, but there's not actually much to do at this point. You kind of have like a little interaction with Zook. Is that his name? Yeah, you show up and our like eternal enemies, Zook, Thug Zook is out there. And he's being challenged to a fight by Team Snagum President-elect Biden. Right, right, right. Yes. <laughs> President-elect Biden is in this game. Yeah. He, he works. He's like an underling at Team Snagum. Right. This is not his first appearance, nor is it his last. No. He's all through this game. He's a, like a somewhat prominent side character, President-elect Biden. There's all these interesting side characters in this game who are not prominent enemies like Zook and Mirror B, but they're like their henchmen, like Biden and those two dudes who follow Mirror B around. Oh, Trudley and Folly. So like, am I supposed to care about these people? You know, like you've given them names. They appear multiple times throughout the narrative. Right. Tell me more. What is there like a, is there a novella I can read about them somewhere? I would. I'm curious. Is there an extended universe, you know? Yeah. Comics? Be good. 
But anyway, so Zook defeats President-elect Biden. Right, and he's got a shadow zongoose. Which looks fucking festive. But you can't catch the zongoose. We can't catch it. Because your team snagum harness was stolen. Yeah. So you can't do anything. You can't go anywhere. You fight Zook. You beat him. Yeah. And then there are these two like muscle heads in front of Cypher <laughs> Key Lair, and you can't, can't get in. But you do get an email right then. Right. From OMBS, from SEC. SEC. He says, please come back to us. We have something we want to talk to you about. So he's these ominous emails where they can't tell you what they want, but you have to go all the way back to ONBS again. And ONBS is like annoying because it's like at the far end of Pyrite. So it's like you have to drive to Pyrite and then weave your way through the town and then weave your way through the entire building well, to get upstairs guy, to SEC. I, I didn't even know where he was. Like I know where Bit is and I know that Net is in the penthouse. But like SEC, I was like, like wandering around. I'm like, I don't even know where this one is. Buried in some chamber somewhere. <laughs> and uh, you talk to him. He notices you don't have the snag machine and you tell him your life story. And he's like, ah, I'm sorry. Yeah, we'll we'll get on that and try to figure it out. Rifle through our database of like incriminating information that we accumulate on every citizen in or yeah they're like uh skynet they're just like always watching yeah and he uh what his request was is to have you talk to this guy hordell who's out at that old outskirts stand hell yeah we're headed back to the outskirts stand i wonder if any of my old buds are there yeah they are they head out there it's all your old buds yeah everybody is there <laughs> They just recycled all the models. They again. love hanging out at this fucking like abandoned it's five locomotive. years later. <laughs> you know what? I was about to say it's five years later. Who plays hangs out at the same place for five years? But before I left New York, I hung out at Bergen on a weekly basis. Oh yeah, true. For the five years that it existed. So did you know that it's not that inconceivable? It went out of business. Did you see that? Bergen did. Yeah, it's closed. Wow, that's not surprising because the whole concept of Bergen is that it's a community hangout place. Yeah. It's like a food hall and, and bar. It's a bar and a coffee shop and Tanner had his baby shower there. I had my baby shower our there. Friend so our friend Hannah had her baby shower there too. Yeah. It was great. A, it was chill and I loved it. And it was a block away from my house, which I can now reveal because I don't live there anymore. But right. that sucks. It sucks that it's closed. And Tanner and I used to go there and play x-wing oh yeah miniatures for six hours and have like 12 beers children used to approach us and be like what are you doing <laughs> playing a serious game leave me alone <laughs> yeah that's r.i.p though uh, i love that place that's such a bummer yeah oh well i don't even live there anymore who cares oh well i do um what are we talking about uh out so outskirt stand outskirt stand much like Bergen has it all. The second you show up, yeah, you get an alert. Beep beep. Mirby has been spotted. He's back, and he's here. His old haunt. The call is coming from inside the outskirts town. <laughs> and then, as you approach the ramp, his two little cronies come out. Oh, Folly and Treadley, yeah. And they are like chatting about something. And then, sure enough, who's right behind them? There he is, the man himself. And the beat starts throbbing. God, in the second he spots you, he's just like, ooh, 
dog. <laughs> you and I are going to battle. Yeah. And you do, and I know it's a little early in the episode, Josh. Okay. But Mirror B's entire team is my You Make Me Bark Pokemon <laughs> of the Week. In this last chunk that we're doing this week, you fight Mirror B twice, but like, yeah. this team is by far Mirror B's worst, ugliest team. This is a really bad iteration. It's three Lombres <laughs> yeah. who look like shit, one Ludicolo, oh, yeah. and one Nosepass. God, yeah. Oh, just heinous. It's a Shadow Nosepass. We can't shadow capture it now anyway, catch- but as though... As though I want that thing. Yeah, they make a big deal about how you can't catch Fucking it. Fucking smelling up my whole PC. Yeah, it sucked. And I mean, like, whatever. He was easy enough, but yeah. As soon as like I saw his team, I was just like, God, Mir B, like, how do you live with yourself? He's got no taste, you know. He's got moves, but he has no taste. He's got move, yeah. So you beat him, and he he slinks off. Yeah. And then you go inside, and it's the exact same setup that it was before. Barkeep, you're here to meet. Hordell. Who is an ex-Cypher peon. Yeah. And he has a little shadow Pokemon that he wants to unload on you. He's a scientist. He says, will you go and unlock the heart of this Togepi for me? And I said, yes. I passed. I will do that for you, sir. (laughs) Not interested. (laughs) I did it. I put him in my team. I went to Battle Tower because I wanted to do some leveling anyway. Yeah. And then unlock the heart of Togepi. And when you come back, he says, great, thank you. Your options are to either keep Togepi or trade him the Togepi for an Elekid. Oh, Elekid? Yeah. Elekid. I mean, that's a decent deal. I already had like a Jolteon in the 40s, so I just kept Togepi and just like stuck it in the box. <laughs> not going to use a Togepi. You didn't at least give him back the Pokemon he wanted? <laughs> well, I didn't want an Elekid. Yeah. But you're not using either of them. At least give him his Pokemon back. His like <laughs> beloved Togepi that he was nah. like so concerned about. Nah. I just let him keep it. Boxed it, never, never went and looked at it again. (laughs) Not once. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you're done there, sure enough, you get another email. Conveniently. From uh, Sec. Sec, except on your way out, (laughs) who should approach you but that old rascal, Ryder Willie. Yeah. He's still here. He's still kicking it, and he's still down to to battle. Yeah. I almost said down to fuck. Maybe. I really, I remember that that has another meaning. Yeah. Um, and we're children, so. Yeah. Yeah, and it's been five years, but uh, not really seeing a lot of development on his team. I don't remember what his team was in the last game. In this game, it was two Zigzagoons and two <laughs> Lino and Linoons. Linoons. Which is bad. Yeah. You had five years to train, bud. I mean, if you're going to do it, at least make all of them Linoons. Right. If you're going to do this. I don't know why you would do this. Oh, uh, I know what's happening. He's eating them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's obviously... He's breeding them and eating Down them. on his luck. He, like, lives out at this, like, outpost in the edge of the desert. We should have the I Choose You podcast guy on. Yeah, we should. His name I can't remember at the moment. Just talk about Ryder Willie eating Zigzagoons. Zigzagoon is, like, sort of a raccoon situation. I think so. And raccoons can't be tasty. They were probably stringy. But it's better than like a squirrel or a rat. <laughs> Linoon, that might be okay. Jeremy, Ben, Ian, and Evan is the I Choose You team. 
Oh, and on a recent episode, they were talking about Owen Wilson. Well, there's a lot of synergy here. Also, Bugcatchers, if you don't know about I Choose You, go check it out. There, yeah. It's a very funny podcast where Jeremy talks about eating Pokemon every week. And it's I Choose You, I-C-H-E-W-S, you. It's in the same vein as us where it's a little off the wall, as you could tell. Just trying to have some fun. A little wacky. Talk about Pokemon to eat. Sec and the the yeah, ONBS boys Kid Grid have found the Team Snagum HQ. And it's off in the desert somewhere. Wow, what a surprise. It's in the middle of the fucking desert. But, you know, our little scooter is souped up. No sand dune can stop us now. So we're on our way out. Yeah, you head out there. It is tough. Tough little section. Lots of dudes to fight. It's just grunt after grunt. Room after like tons of room full of debris and just like broken vending machines. There's like garbage all over the floor. Mm -hmm. I don't really even know how they're living in here. There's a healing station, but it's down on the like main floor. Yeah, it's like the first room. And this thing is like at least three floors. Yeah. The whole thing is like a queue at like a theme park. This is what the game is from here on out. It's just dungeon after dungeon where it's jam packed with bad guys and like bad guys are literally swinging down from the rafters yeah and there's no healing yeah it's so rough was there anything notable about snagum hideout for you the best part is like you get tm29 psychic that's pretty great Mm. but yeah i mean i didn't really find anything that notable it was just like a slog you make your way up to the top. Yeah. The dude who stole the snagging machine from you is called Waken. Walkin. Waken. 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 I'm walking. And he's giving it to Gonzap, the head of Team Snagum. But Gonzap's like, it's too small. Gonzap is like, I'm too thick. <laughs> I can't wear this. Which is true. Because your character has these like tiny little pencil arms. Like child arms. Yeah. It's like comically tiny arms. 11-year-old arms. Yeah. And then you battle... You battle Waken and you battle Gonzap. I mean, Waken, like, just absolutely fucking crushed. Like, I had Houndoom and Jolteon, and they one-hit KO'd all of his team. And he's the one with the glooms. Yeah. He's got the double gloom. He's got a Mantine, Fortress, Grumpig. He's the guy who, like, will sleep powder you. Yeah. That happens to you at SS Libra, and it happens later in the game, which we'll talk about. Yeah. And then after you defeat him, Gonzap bizarrely cuts a deal with you. He likes your pluck. Yeah, he wants you to join Snagum because they also want to destroy Cypher. Right. Enemy of my enemy. Right, exactly. And you can say yes, but if you say yes, which I did, he's like, you're just you're kidding. hammering, eh? Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't actually join Snagum. You could just counter and be like, no, but if I beat you, I get the Snag machine. And he's like, okay. Like, absolutely no reason that he needs to agree to that, but... Well, the snag machine doesn't even fit him. Yeah, but still keep it. It's garbage to him. Put it on uh, Team Snagum President-elect Biden. That's a good idea. He's got scrawny little arms. Do you mean real Biden? Both, yeah. (laughs) He's always old. Well, he's svelte. He's in his 80s, right? He looks good. Yeah, he looks great. 78. 78. Oh, 70s. So yeah, Gonzap, then you beat him. Yeah, and then he's kind of like your bud. Like, he's into it. He is your bud, and he does come to help you in the next area yeah which we'll talk about after this after this break break yeah welcome back joshua welcome back podcatchers hello to experience here it's a pokemon podcast we are talking about probably know that by now 
Pokemon Go Darkness, and we are headed into the Cypher Key Lair. Yeah. You go back to Cypher Key Lair and the, like, muscle head dudes who are guarding the place are still there to prevent your entry. But you got some new buds. Yeah. Gonzap and Waken. Supportive buds. Supportive buds. And they come and Waken weaponizes his gloom once again to knock out the muscle heads. Right before they give you a big punch. I don't know how gloom manages to target its sleep powder so effectively. Because like, it does not affect you. It does not affect Waken. It does not affect Gonzap. Well, that's true. But in a battle, it's the same. You know, it's using it against the Pokemon. And in fact, you're usually standing potentially downwind of it. So it's interesting the trainers never get knocked out. But you feel a little tired afterwards. You're a little, you know, having a little fun. Maybe just a little micro dosing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a little lifted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. I know a lot of people who hunt glooms. Oh, yeah? And they harvest that stuff because it's supposed to get you pretty fired up, if you know what I mean. Gets you, gets you real hard. <laughs> Cypher key layer. It's the uh, goat weed out there. <laughs> you head inside, and it's just another fucking huge maze-like, sprawling, just massive dungeon. The Cypher key layer is also like floating above a like pit of purple goo liquid. It's a pyramid. Am I remembering correctly that it's like two pyramids stacked on top of each other? Oh, it's got an inverse. It's got a small one under it. Yeah. Facing the other direction like a like a, yeah. a spinning top. It's like a eight-sided dice. It looks whack. It looks a little whack. It looks whack. I don't really understand how it works. Golly, it sucked. Grunts that pop out of anywhere and everywhere. You're pushing the crates of poke food around. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's It's the same gimmick as um, the SS Libra. Yeah, but with tons of trainers instead. Tons of trainers in such a tricky th- like mechanic where you'll see the room full of guys ahead of you, and you're like, okay, I know I got to like fight those two guys. And then you'll take a step forward, and some dude will just like swing down from the ceiling. Right. It happens literally every five steps in this place is someone will like just pop down and be like, ha-ha, got you. Yeah. And it's like, I didn't have a chance to go back and heal yet. Like... It just sucked. And I think at this point, like, I didn't even have, like, very well-leveled Pokemon. I actually did a couple of areas at Mount Battle before I went here. I didn't want to be caught unawares again. It was it was still tough, but Oodle. I never, like, whited out. Yeah. You also get a ton of great shit. Like, you get Thunderbolt, you get Earthquake. Although Earthquake I, was useless to me because I didn't have any flying Pokemon or Pokemon with Levitate, so... Even though I have Hariyama, which it would have been great on, I never actually used it because it would have killed whatever my other Pokemon was for sure. But Thunderbolt on Jolteon, ooh, chef's kiss for that. Yeah. There was also a guy in here, Josh, I don't know if you noticed him. Oh, I think I did. His name was Cypher Peon Targ. Uh, yeah. And he had a little cutie Pokemon. No. That I liked looking at, especially in full 3D, called... God, disgusting. Tangela. No. The 3D... Fuck. At first when I saw Tangela, I was like, oh, 3D did not do this thing any, any favors. But I then, said it's never looked worse. That was my note. I, in battling it, really came around to like how sort of fucked up <laughs> the Tangela 3D model was. Like they didn't know what to do with it. 
it like undulates and pulses and it's got all these like random little like worms hanging off of it it's a couple of beady eyes staring out of a, a bottomless black abyss and swirling fucking untamed disgusting slimy seaweed like, vines tangela in the 2d uh. games is contained like it feels like a unit like a little meatball yeah but in this game it's not that it's worms are just like flowing off of it in a way that it's like this thing could collapse into a pile of worms at any moment it's like the corruption in princess mononoke yeah 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 or like hunters in uh halo yeah i liked it i liked how wormy and squirmy it was i had been starting to come around to tangela which i mentioned in the sprites they're getting better yeah but this 3d model this was not doing it for me didn't like it no well i'm gonna win you over on tangela eventually Maybe one day. Did you catch it? It's a shadow Pokemon. I played a uh, Tangela last game. Right. Or, or, uh, out that well. Not last game, but it sucked. Sometime in this infinite season. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't think I'm going to be running Tangela's anytime soon again. No. Not until it gets the, uh, tan growth, its evolution. Then you should bring it back, which is next gen, actually. Hey, if, if, in Sinnoh, there's a cool new Tangela. You'll definitely be seeing some tan growth. It's very disgusting, except it has kind of good stats. It gets good. Okay, that was a. I was doing a, a joke about how I'd get a boner, and you yeah, you've already mowed made, like, right over it. Yeah, because you've already made like two or three of them in this episode alone. Speaking of mowing over, that's what I'd like to do to Tangela. Ah, ah, it's worms. Yeah. So this cipher key layer, this is like the factory. This is where endless. they make all of the shadow Pokemon. Yeah, it, it's it's endless. Um, you just pick up items, you fight grunts, you talk to researchers and like factory workers, and you kind of you learn that like the experiment XD zero zero one is zero zero one, yeah, already perfected, and that the workers are like, yeah, we we already shipped all of our shadow Pokemon out, and it's like a quote unquote ship load. Because they are intending to put them on SS Libra. Yeah. They've all gone out to Hell Island. Ship them to Citadark. Um, is there anything else in there? Or do we just cut to the top of this pyramid? Just cut to the top of the pyramid. I mean, there is a lot of other stuff in there. By a lot of other stuff, I mean meaningless, grindy Team Cypher peon battles that happen yeah. endlessly. Once you're near the top of the pyramid, there's like the sun and moon room, mm-hmm. which involves pushing a crate of poke food like around in a square clockwise and then counterclockwise to like very Zelda like put the crate on a sun icon and then put the other one on a moon icon. And then that opens up these two rooms. One of them allows you to heal, which is nice. Never been needed more. Yep. And then the other one allows you to go to the roof of the pyramid, which is where right. the party's at. And the party begins with a new mini boss. Gorigan. Gorigan, who's like this like idiot cyberpunk oaf. He's guarding the top because I mean, who designs it like this? The top of the pyramid is like a power generator, and you pick up a lever at some point. And if you use it, you can overload the power grid and it's supposed to like make the whole thing explode. Right. And Gorgon doesn't like that. 
and he's got like a throne room up there which was kind of cool this whole land continues to be like a ravaged wasteland yeah so a cool like eight-sided die in the middle of the desert that floats on a force field and has like a throne room at the top like that's not bad oh i'd take it if i was out in the desert yeah and I also want to call out, like, his team was a nightmare. Yeah, his team's tough. It's another one of the, like, earthquake fucking team where, like, his Celio and his Slow King both have earthquake, and then they're Celio. always paired with, like, a Celio. Yeah. They're always paired with a Laron or an Ursaring, and both of them have Protect. They throw Protect, and then the other two throw Earthquake. There's nothing more insulting than, like, heavying up on a Pokemon being like, I'm going to do both my hard-hitting moves against you, Ursa Ring. Yeah. And then it does protect, and it's like, exactly fuck me. what fucking happened to me, too. <laughs> but luckily, all these NPCs are idiots, and they try to do protect like four times in a row. Right. And it always fails. Once you get the pattern, it's easy. Yeah. After you defeat him, there's like a big screen behind his desk in the throne room. Yeah. You get a message. A message from your old buddy, Mr. Varric, the tiny little Yoda man who lived in Gadion Port. <laughs> yeah. He's no longer a tiny little Yoda man. I mean, he is, but he's mean now. And he's got a hover-like chair. Yeah, and he's mean, and his name is <laughs> Grievel. He's he's Grandmaster <laughs> Grievel. He's the main bad guy. Who who could have guessed? I could have. Yeah, especially after in the last episode when you're in Gaddian Port, and then he just like ominously is like, oh, I was very impressed with what you did over there in uh, Realgum tower or whatever god it feels like millennia ago that we were <laughs> hanging out in realgum tower yeah so now we're on we get a video call from him and he reveals that he's the main bad guy and his name is not mr varick his name is grievel one of the most sinister names that's ever been generated for yeah, a big man. bad guy it's got evil right in the name yeah <laughs> he's the head of cypher and turns out there's a whole other dungeon in this game yeah Imagine my surprise. <laughs> and it's so long and brutal. It's so long. So he's he's at the H, at Cypher HQ, which is a, an island off the coast of Gadian Port called Citadark Island. Right. AKA Hell Island. Yeah. And it could only be approached by boat. No, no, no. It can't be approached by boat. It can't be approached. Well, he uses a boat to get to it, though. I don't know how he gets to it. He's got some kind of special boat. But, like, they've done the something where the seas are so treacherous that you can't take a boat there and that the skies are so stormy that you can't fly there. Right. So there's no way to get to Hell Island. Yeah, and it's called Citadark Island, to remind you. And it's like, no one put together that this is an evil lair. And it's just a... Lava volcano. Like, it's constantly spewing lava. It's a barren island. It's just a volcano pouring out lava. And then there's like a big sphere that they've built out there. It's like a sphere house. Yeah. And it's impossible to get to. Right. You can't take a boat. You can't take a water type Pokemon to, to swim out there. You can't fly there. So, what do you do? You can't get there. What can you do? Nothing. We're screwed and that's it. That's it. That's the end of the game. You just gave up. No, that's not the end of the game. You go to Gaddion Port and you visit your old buddy, Macon. Yeah. Who runs the part shop. Well, he's the grandfather of uh, Purr. Right, who runs the part shop. Yeah. And if you'll remember, at some point in the recent past, we were hanging out at Kaminko's lab. Yeah. And we learned about Robo Groudon. Yeah. And Robo Groudon was this big Groudon that, um, what's his face, piloted? Chobin. Chobin. And then afterwards, Dr. Kaminko's like, scrap it. Scrap the... Scrap the other one, too. The Robo Legendaries. Yeah, the Robo Kyogre is the other one. 
So then your buddies, Purr and uh, his grandfather. Yeah, Macon is like so many buds. fucking like made up names. <laughs> Macon's like buds with Kaminko, and he takes the decommissioned Robo Kyogre. Robo Kyogre, which is the whale Pokemon. Yeah, and he finishes it. And he turns it into like a speedboat. You'd think it would have to be a fucking submarine. It doesn't really make sense. I guess it goes so quickly that it can like ride over. It's like flying over the waves. Yeah, it's got fins and the fins have like turbine engines in it. So I think it's like it's just hovering above the water. It's like a flying fish kind of. Yeah. And he's fixed it up and the the robo Kyogre's working and you can get out to uh, Hell Island on that thing. But first you get an email from a... Professor Crane over at the Pokemon HQ lab. Ooh, this scene with Professor Crane gave me so much agita. Oh yeah, you thought something dastardly was afoot? Did it freak you out? No. I mean, I've played this. I knew what he was going to do. Oh, you get an email from Professor Crane. He's like, come <laughs> back to Pokemon HQ. I can't tell you why. And you were like shaking in your boots at that point. And point. then you go and meet him and he's being so cryptic. He's like, Thank you for coming. I have something to show you. His arms are behind his back. Please join me in the sub-basement. Yeah. And you follow him to the sub-basement. He's like... Following some man into the basement. He opens a secret door and he's just like, please step through this secret door. And he's being so cryptic and so weird. And I was like, fuck, are they going to reveal that he's actually the bad guy? Yeah, it's pretty good for that. Like, is Crane the bad guy the entire time? Yeah. I totally saw Varric being the bad guy. Not surprising at all. But if they double-cross me right now and make Crane the bad guy, my mind's going to be fucking blown away. That would have been cool. That would have been uh, clever if they had But it that. wasn't. It wasn't. He just wants to give you a Master Ball. <laughs> yeah. He pulls you into a back room and he's like, here's a Master Ball. It's like their new tech. Yeah. Kind of ripping off Silvco, but... Uh, yeah. A little IP infringement. Yeah, he gives you the Master Ball and then that's it. You buy a bunch of shit like i just stocked up on like 30 hyper potions 20 full heals mm-hmm. every revive i could find yep and you head out to hell island which is the exact same as cypher key lair yeah basically it's a big complex and there's a million bad guys in it as far as they i can see and can't because they jump out everywhere too honestly like you can't take five steps and there's like this whole like maze system where it's like most of the facility is pretty like high tech and modern. And then there's parts that are like lava caves with like winding paths that you have to like go this way and that and like find like go and through this door and like go through this elevators. door. Elevators. Like, yeah. You're going up and down constantly. There's one of those crane rooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like Kaminko's basement. There's one room that's got transporter squares on the ground and like right. you need to fall down a specific one in order to like Get rare items and or find the other floor that you need to go to in order to get to the next level. And it's a while. And there's just, there's a million dudes throughout. Oh, yeah. And even when there's not a million dudes, it's the same thing again where it's like you can't take five steps without someone swinging down from the rafters and being like, battle me. Yeah. It's brutal. It's so tough. And it's all punctuated by mini boss battles. Yes. Including Lady from the Beginning. Lavrina. Including tiny sunglasses yeah and including this new one goragon yeah they all have like it's like i just fought you goragon i just (laughs) fought you that's true how did and it's again like he's got like new pokemon it's like how'd you have time for this yeah and in fact i wanted to ask you one of his pokemon okay did you notice who one of his pokemon is polyrath oh 
yes, Shadow I did Polyrath. notice. Yeah. It does a little flex, like a bodybuilder flex when it comes out, which I mm-hmm. thought was cool. Mm-hmm. I sort of thought you might catch this thing and like... Oh, I did catch do it. Do a last minute, put it in your team. Absolutely caught it. Did not put it in my team. Oh, you did? I didn't fuck around with Shadow Pokemon this game. I caught them all, or most of them. I still didn't really catch most of these. I was just plowing through it. I mean, uh, I've sunk like almost 30 hours into this thing. I was like, I am not going to play it again. I can't catch every shadow Pokemon regardless of if I want it. Did he have another shadow Pokemon? I caught another he's one. He's got a him. shadow Mr. Mime too. Yes, he's got a shadow Mr. Mime. Ooh, and talk about a Pokemon that 3D graphics do zero favors for. Oh my God. Absolutely hideous. Hachi Machi, does the Gale of Darkness Mr. Mime model suck it's like so bad to look at it's just it's just like poorly rendered it's like trying to do it's like miming yeah disgusting it's bad um so yeah you you get through all these mini bosses and you get through gore again and you make your way to the top of hell island and who is there but grievel and his two little ghosts from the matrix three yes uh, who are his sons, apparently? Yeah, you get a late... <laughs> Whose names I don't remember. It's like, it's like Eldos and... Yeah, something Ar- stupid. Argos or something. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? I mean, these names are just... Somebody slammed a keyboard. Yeah, none of the names in this, this fucking game make any sense. Um, El- Eldes and... What's the other one's name? <laughs> Ardos. Ardos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One is red, one is blue. Uh, you you beat them, <laughs> but then Ardos, one of them has a change of heart. He's just like, let's not be evil anymore. Yeah, but Grievel is not, like, Daddy's not having that. He's oh, made and it they, too far. Oh, I literally forgot about this because I played it at, like, midnight on Monday night. But, like, you think you're done, right? Yeah. You beat, like, Eldos, and then he, like, puts up, like, a partition, like a glass wall, and you can't even get to Grievel. Yeah. So infuriating. I was just like, okay, I'm going to saunter up to Grievel and finally beat this fucking game. It's midnight. I'm ready to go to bed. Yeah. And then it's like, glass wall. Nope, you got to go and like run around like more mazes and fight more fucking like cypher, like peon, like scientists. Right. And that's when Gorgon attacks you. Yeah, there's like R&D, these two researchers you can fight. Ah! I don't think you have to fight them. I did fight them. Yeah, I did too. Because I was just trying to get as much EXP as possible because I figured like, you know, in, in Coliseum, I was out leveled at the end and I had to like grind it out. Gets tough. Yeah, yeah, Fortunately, I also had six rare candies. Yeah, I had somehow acquired a bunch of rare candies too. I dumped them on the Pokemon in order to like level out them all kind of like being the same level. I mean, should we? Oh, I put every single one of mine into Jolteon because I knew. That's also pretty smart absolutely knew what Pokemon Grievel was going to have, which once you find Grievel, he has one Pokemon and it's Shadow Luigi. <laughs> yeah, Shadow Luigi is there. Who's a flying type Pokemon. So I was like, okay, I'm going to dump all my rare candies into an electric type. Yeah. Here's what I failed to consider. Don't need to fight it. <laughs> right. Because you have a Master Ball. <laughs> you just foil his plan by just throwing a Master Ball at it. So I leveled my fucking Jolteon. Well, let's talk. Do you want to do it now? Yeah, let's do the level check. It's a lot of talk of levels. Level check. Go for it. Gomamon. Walrain. Hell yeah. Level 47. Love Walrain. 
I love the whole Sphere, uh, Second Sphere, Walrein. <laughs> Celio. Celio. Did you forget that one? Uh, it's a hit. That line's a fucking hit, even though yeah. they made it in this game specifically even higher levels to evolve. It's normally Celio 32, Walrein 44, and it's 34, 46. Yeah. And I, by the skin of my yellow country teeth, got that thing to evolve into Walrein before this battle. I was so surprised that it took till 46 to get Walrein. It's insane. And Walrein is so much better. Yeah. Kabukimon. Shift tree level forty three. So I, I at some point found a uh leaf stone, which I used on Nuzleaf. Yeah. I think it's in Libra. Erismon, Jolteon. Oh, all my Pokemon are named after uh Digimon, by the way. Right. Because you're anime junior. Erismon is Jolteon, level fifty. Uh-huh. Garudamon Zatu, level thirty eight. Ouch. Not super high level, but Kind of a latecomer to the team. That so. thing, you get any use out of it? So much use out of it. It's, it's, it was even that low? Literally my most useful Pokemon, even at level wow. 38. Would have thought it would just get killed left and right. I mean, it do, it's like a glass cannon. Like, it doesn't hold up to many hits, but like, golly geez, its its psychic moves are so useful. Kyubimon, Ninetales, level 40. That's cool. And then the last Pokemon I caught in this battle with... <laughs> Greedio, whatever his name is. Greville. <laughs> was Lugia. Luigi. Oh, you did the same thing. I thought that was going to be my little scheme. Level 50. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, who did you swap there? Uh, Dodfan. Uh, what's it called? Mammothmon. Is that right? Mammothmon, yeah. <laughs> That's fucking stupid as hell. I liked Donphan, and I do like Donphan, but like having a ground type... Wasn't doing me any favors, so yeah. Luigi came in. All right. What about your team? So I had. I'm Bad Josh Jr. And all my Pokemon are named as though a kid was trying to make them sound like badasses, and then what they look like, very superficially. Bad Doggy, Jolteon, level forty-five. Mm. Bad Man, Hariyama, forty-four. Love this thing. Dishing it out, especially once I got leftovers on it with the Belly Drum combo. Was brutal. Yeah. Bad Dog 2, unfortunately named Houndoom, 44. Bad Seed, Breloom, 41. How's Breloom look in this game? Oh, great. And I, I almost wish I had just made Breloom my sweetie in last episode because like it's like a little kangaroo. It's always hopping and bouncing around. Oh, yeah. I guess it is kind of kangaroo-like. I've never thought about that before. Always be hopping. But now that you say it, it's it's so obvious. Like, it does look like a kangaroo. Yeah. I took a video, and I'll put it on the Instagram, actually, because you have to see it in action. And such a sweetie. And Breloom, I think, is one of my favorite Pokemon now, confirmed. Um, when it uses punches, it also, like, actually punches, and it hops up. Interesting that all your favorite Pokemon are, like, some of the best Pokemon in the game. Mewtwo. Octillery isn't that good. That's true. But Breloom is, and so is Mewtwo. I think Breloom is probably uh, high tier, yeah. Although, speaking of, Breloom did not do the final battle because level 41 was not going to do it. And also, I knew that grass and fighting wasn't going to be super useful in this battle because I knew right. I remembered part of what Greville has. So that was the one I boxed with the intention of also having uh, Lugia join my team. Luigi. Via the Master Ball. Yep. But then I have Bad Seal, Wall Rain as well. 46, though. And then Bad Haircut, Gardevoir, 44, 
fucking love this thing too. I mm-hmm. taught it Shadow Ball, and then it's got Psychic, and it still had Sing and Calm Mind. Yeah. Ooh, hell of a Pokemon. Yeah, I love that thing. So you beat you beat Grievel, you steal his his Luigi, and then and he's 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 like down to clown right away again. He gets fucking wild after that. Yeah, he yeah. his he opens up his eyes wide. They're like horrifying yellow, and he has this horrible grin. And then he's like, "Let's fucking go." He's got six Pokemon. They're all Shadow Pokemon. Yes, all available to be caught. I didn't catch a single one of them. No, because at this point, I was just like, "I gotta get through I this have to fucking just kill them." I, you don't have time to like let them live so you can catch them. He's got three. They'll kill you. Three fairly normal Pokemon. He's got a Rhydon. He's got a Executor, and he's got a Tauros. Yeah, I think they're all. 46 yeah and then he's got three legendaries the legendary birds yeah. moltres articuno and zapdos and they're all level 50 and they're all 50 yeah yeah well except if they're all shadow pokemon which means they do this thing where it's like the normal pokemon were 46 plus yeah right yeah that's what the shadow pokemon are they're like they're not a level they're like a level plus yeah and i don't i never really got to the bottom of what that meant because if you catch it, like Lugia is level 50 plus, but when you catch it, it's just level 50. Level 50, right. So it's like, we'd just say it's level 50. Right. So yeah, the, the three normal Pokemon are 46 plus and the three legendary birds are 50 plus, but I didn't bother catching any of them because I just needed to get through the fucking game. Yeah. Extremely tough battle. <laughs> yeah, it's a mess. I mean, because their shadow moves are varied and they're all super effective. Right. And the legendary birds all have like their own move. They got Shadow Fire on Moltres. They got Shadow Chill on Articuno and Shadow Bolt on Zapdos. And they're such hard hitting moves. They're like 75 damage, but then like Rhydon and Executor have Shadow End, which is 120 damage. Fucking terrible. That was a one hit KO on my Jolteon. But here's where I'm glad that I put so many levels into Jolteon. Yeah, that was smart. I did it for Luigi. And then realized too late that I didn't need to do it for Luigi because I was just going to capture it with the Master Ball. But so useful for Moltres and Articuno at least. Yeah. A little less effective against Zapdos, but like still did a lot of hurt. My whole strategy here was just keeping Luigi and uh, Jolteon alive. Oh, yeah. Luigi was just sucking up damage (laughs) and like doing his shadow moves and Jolteon was just uh, lightning everyone yeah i had wall rain and like hariyama alternating basically as trying to suck up damage my jolteon got killed at one point and then i i resurrected it with a max revive because it was so useful against the birds but then you beat him yeah and grievel is like okay that's it we're done he's on his hands and knees groveling he says blow it up blow up hell island yeah the evil son is like we have no choice but to blow it up but then his like suddenly reformed son it's like, Father, this has gone on long enough. Yeah. And we have to stop. Oh, and by the way, while you're going through Hell Island, you encounter, like, at the one of the lower levels, you encounter, like, a whirlpool. Oh, yeah. With, like, scientists. And, and it turns out that's the thing that's keeping the storms and, like, the sea churning. So instead of blowing up the island, you just stop that. Yeah. So Hell Island just becomes habitable again. Well, other than the raging volcano. Well, yeah, the volcanoes, yeah. <laughs> I'm still not going to buy some real estate over there. Yeah. So you make your way back to Pokemon HQ and credits roll. And then there's a whole end game that I just didn't touch. Bug catchers, it's time for 
it's time for Gen 4. It's time for Gen 4. Let's get into Platinum. What the fuck are we doing here? We already sunk 30 hours into this thing. Like, there's Ore Coliseum that's, like, crazy. You fight every past baddie. They're all level 60 at least. And then there's a whole thing where you can get a lucky egg quest by, like, um, it's a Kaminko thing where, like, he's got tech where Pokemon can, like, speak. He can translate what they say. See, this is what I'm talking and about. Like, you get a I'm lucky a little... egg and it gives you bonus EXP for Pokemon holding it. I'm bummed that, like, we're not playing the end game here because, like, all the end games we've played so far, my criticism has been, like, they're not quite robust enough. Like, they're not quite interesting enough. You know, like, they just feel kind of grindy. Yep. But, like, this sounds cool as hell. Like, this sounds like something I would have fun with, but I just don't I don't have any time or interest to play the end game of Pokemon yeah. XD Gale of Darkness. It's when you get all the, like, really great TMs and stuff, too, which is right. disappointing. So that's the game. What'd you think? Hell of a game. Both of these games are so much fun. Yeah. Coliseum and uh, Gale of Darkness. I do, if you haven't played them, Bug Catchers, which a lot of you haven't, but... You should if you can. If you did stick around for this interstitial season and you haven't played the games, go do it. They're very fun. I love them both, although I, I think growing up, I remember liking XE Gale of Darkness more, and it's I actually think robust. I like Colosseum more. I definitely liked Gale of Darkness. It's more robust, but I think Colosseum's, like, grittiness is more interesting and, like... I don't like the Poke Spot stuff. I kind of like the Pokemon Spot stuff. I wish the Pokemon Spot stuff was a little more robust. Like, it's like nine Pokemon, and I wish it was like 100 Pokemon, you know? But like, yeah. the storytelling in Gale of Darkness is a little more interesting than Coliseum. Coliseum was a little, felt a little hollow. That's true. And short, whereas Gale of Darkness felt very full. <laughs> it was still like 25 hours, but. I know. But. Without the end game, post game. Yeah. Good game. I was glad we played them, even though they took a little longer than we anticipated. Yeah. And I'm ready to move on, Josh, to Pokemon Platinum. Me too. I'll give you a, a respect, Tanner, for going through this crazy journey on these interstitials with me. Joshua, respect to you as well. We crammed in fucking like 10 hours a week on these games. Yeah. Uh, respect to Bugcatchers. Mm. Sticking through this six-month-long, seemingly, maybe really, uh, season. Oh, absolutely <laughs> longer than six months. Whole pandemic, basically. Josh, do you remember when we met up with our friend David Sims at Halley's to battle for... <laughs> I think that was the end of season two. Ooh, I was going to say. But then we launched into season three, like, right after that. But so that it was has a week later. Like so it's like, pandemic. it's been since March. That's it's too been... long. It's been eight months. Yeah. They've been in this season. We are not going to take this long for seasons going forward. We might. Don't promise well, we might. anything. We're not going to make any on. promises. Yeah. I also wanted to give... It's our fucking podcast. We'll do what we want. I also wanted to say, because he's been in the podcast before, a sincere um, RIP for MF Doom, formerly uh, yeah. Tanner's Kangaskhan, but yeah. in all seriousness, also one of my favorite artists um, of all time. Had an immeasurable impact on hip hop. So, RIP, MF the supervillain. Rest in pedals, MF yeah. Doom. Rest in pedals. Joshua, thank you for joining me on this interstitial season that lasted forever. And thank you <laughs> for joining me for season three. Bug catchers, if you haven't yet, now's the time to pick up Diamond, Pearl, or Platinum. Yeah. There's been a little hay being made around the fact that we're playing Platinum, and there's like lots of story stuff, and the order of the gyms is different, but... Yeah, the third and the fifth gym are swapped. Yeah. We discovered a uh, hat tip 
Pokemon Crossroads. But from everything we've read, it seems like Platinum's the way to go. So we just encourage you to like play along with Platinum with us. It seems like they really got it right with Platinum this gen. So And we'll talk about the differences as we go. And if you play Diamond and Pearl, you'll easily still be able to do it. Other than the uh the gym swap for three and five is a little devastating, but uh you know, l- roughly the contours are the same, but everyone said we had to do platinum and we're just doing it. We're just going to do it. And like so, like Tanner said, it's our podcast, so, you know. Pick up your cart. Do whatever we want. Play along with us, please. We're back to main series games. Um, I think Josh and I both have some pretty spicy characters planned. I'm going to be doing something interesting. Yeah. Joshua, thank you for joining me tonight. Bugcatchers, thank you for listening. This has been Experience Share Pokemon Podcast. My name, as always, has been Snagum Head Tanzap, aka Tanner Greenring, and I am joined as always by my co-host, pre-gym leader Josh D. It's me. Please do rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Please do follow it everywhere you follow podcasts, be that Stitcher or Spotify or Overcast or wherever. And give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at exp share pod. Check out the subreddit, reddit.com slash buttcatchers. Mm. And join us next week when we fight Rourke. First gym and platinum. Rourke. And diamond. What and kind Pearl. of what what type of Pokemon is Rourke run? Well, Rourke has rock Pokemon. God. Okay, got it. <laughs> I see what direction we're headed in for Gen 4. <laughs> yeah, classic. Alright, classic. Bug catchers, stuff. goodbye. See you in Gen in season four. Smell ya in Sinnoh. Hold mics like ponytails tight and bobble ops. Stop, stick around, come through and dig the sound of the fly brown 6060 cycle. Who throws a dick around? Bound to go three flat. Came to destroy rap. It's an intricate plot of a b-boy strap. Fem stack cats get kidnapped. Then release a statement to the press. Let the rest know who did that. Metal fist terrorists claim responsibility. Broken household name usually set in hostility. Um, what is MF, you silly? I like to take mints to the end for two milli. That's an audio daily double. Rappers need to fall off just to save me the trouble. Yo, watch your own back. Came in and go out alone, black. Stay in the zone. Turn H2O to cognac on Tuesday. Ever since the womb till I'm back with my brother went. That's what my tumor say. Right above my government, tumor lake. Either unmarked or engraved. Hey, who's to say? I wrote this one in BCDCO section. If you don't believe me, go get bagged and checked in. Cell number 17, I'm under the top bunk. I say this not to be mean. Was bad luck a pop junk. Pop the trunk on C-Cypher Punk. Leave him left scraped off a bit. If ain't no escape, blame a left tape. Definition super villain. A killer who loved children. One who is well skilled in destruction as well as building. While Sydney Summer teaches the tribes to be tribes.